Welcome to the Center in the City podcast. I'm your host, Wade Brill, and during this series, I'll be interviewing various thought leaders, wellness experts, and humans on how they practice sustainable self-care and mindfulness. We'll get real and raw, talk about the light and the shadow side of self-care and mindfulness, and how we can actually stay centered amid the chaos and the hustle and bustle of our modern day world. So settle in and get centered. This podcast episode is brought to you by Centered in the City, a virtual on-demand self-care and mindfulness platform with over a hundred different meditations, journaling prompts, nourishing recipes, and Pilates flows, all designed to support you feeling calm, focused, and energized as you live your life in this modern day world. For more information, head on over to centeredinthecity.org and claim your seven-day free trial. Notice how much better you will feel by having a consistent practice to support you staying centered. Welcome back to the Center in the City podcast. Today, I get to have a solo episode where we're going to talk about the practice of rituals, designing rituals, building rituals, why we want them, what the benefits are, the difference between rituals, routines, habits. We are going to dive into it all and explore it from various angles and lenses I get so passionate about this topic because this is really the essence of my Center in the City platform, why I designed it, what I think makes Center in the City different from other apps or platforms that are there to support your mental health. So settle in and let's get centered. Let's jump right in. What are rituals, what are routines, and what are habits? Let's break it down. I'm getting my definitions from Google right now, so it's a very scientific source. But when I type in ritual, what I get for a definition, rituals are a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. Okay, so we'll take that. We'll take that as this religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. Great. Let's put that off to the side for a moment. Let's talk about the definition of routines. Routine, says Google, a sequence of actions regularly followed, a fixed program. So a sequence of actions regularly followed, a fixed program. Great. We'll put that aside as well. Habit. Google describes habit as a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. So a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. So just take a moment and notice your relationship to the definitions of each of these words, ritual, routine, and habit. They're kind of all interplayed a lot of the times in our modern language. And I'm just curious, like what is your initial reaction or response to each of these words? So for me, the word habit feels unpleasant. To me, what comes up is this sense of um, 
feeling like trapped by something. Uh, A habit feels like I'm on autopilot. A habit is something that is happening whether I'm paying attention to it or not. And it could be a beneficial habit or a not so beneficial habit. So that's what comes to me when I hear the word habit. When I hear the word routine, I also get this sense of autopilot. Like this is what is supposed to follow. You know, if you tie it back to the definition, this idea of a fixed program, it just feels very rigid. Uh, Routine is the sense of sequences that happen. You know, it to me, again, it feels just, it feels better to me than habit from an energetic perspective, but there's something about it that still feels like autopilot and and fixed. So I actually um, like that they use the word fixed in the definition. And then the word ritual. Now it's interesting because the religious aspect initially really threw me off when I thought about my relationship to the word ritual. It was like, eh, that, that's that feels too spiritual or woo-woo-y for me. However, as I have spent time really sitting with this word ritual, to me, the sense of religious or solemn ceremony, this word, these words that they're using, to me, how I relate to it is it's a sense of honoring. There's a sense of sacredness that comes with this word, ritual. And again, it's from this deep place of life, the gift of life. And so rituals really started to land for me as an important way to connect to practices in my life instead of using routines or habits. And as we know, language matters. When we say specific words, it has an impact. It has a different energetic vibration, right? If we say the word love out loud or maybe even hear the word love, we might notice a feeling of like tingles in our body or a warmth or a sense of um, an opening in our heart center. And if we say the words hate, we might feel a sense of tightness in the jaw or clenching in the fist. And so for you, you might have your own response to those words. So just kind of check in with your body. But it's to show that words matter, right? They all have an energetic ripple and vibration. And so I use rituals intentionally because when we commit to ourselves, when we create rituals in our lives, we are deeply honoring our life, the gift of life, our minds, our bodies, our spirits, and we're honoring that in this ceremony. And it feels more like this gift than something I have to do because it's a habit or something I have to do because It's this like routine I've always done and I'm on autopilot. So that's why I like to use the word rituals. And if you hear me use it a lot in the podcast or if you're a Center in the City member already, that's a little bit more kind of behind the scenes of 
why I'm so passionate about rituals. And when you sign up for your seven-day free trial, I walk you through the specific centered method to help you build your ritual in seven days. And the method that we use is based partly on habit building science because there is research and we love research, we love science, but we also tie it to our values and our intrinsic motivations and understanding our whys and kind of connecting more to the heart-based place of why we're practicing these rituals so that it feels more sustainable and it's not just a routine to do or something a box to check. But again, it's coming from this place of honoring, of respect, of really wanting to worship. Now there's even more science behind the the gift, the why it's important to practice rituals. Like when you think about your life in this moment, what are some rituals that you are practicing? Now again, there's a difference between walking your dog in the morning and making that a routine or a habit or a have to or a ritual, right? It's the energy. It's the way in which you are committing to your practices. So habits or routines could be, you know, making my bed in the morning or taking a shower or walking my dog or making that cup of coffee. But we can also make them a ritual by offering this intention of sacredness. Like why is making your bed important? Really deeply connecting to that. And when we get to make these practices a lens of a ritual, I think that's really where we're highlighting and heightening our mindfulness muscles. And that's what I'm so passionate about. Because when we can bring this sense of awareness to the actions that we're doing, there is the sense of ritualizing them because we're honoring, we're bringing our attention and our focus to the moment and we're caring about what we're doing. We're giving care to the moment or the object or the person that we're with. So do I believe every day, every moment could be a ritual? No, because I feel like that just like waters down everything. However, I do believe in the sense of offering ourselves different rituals throughout our day that help us tune in and take care of ourselves. And so we can have these formal rituals like a meditation practice or a journaling practice or a mindful movement practice or a mindful cooking or eating practice that I feel like helps us pause to slow down, to connect to ourselves, to tune in and again offer that sacred pause in our busy stimulating world to give attention and intention to the moment at hand. And there's science behind why rituals are important. Rituals, having these practices, help us deal with uncertainty. Having practices in our lives that have some consistency and some, again, heart-based, sacred consistency allows our brains and our nervous systems to relax because we're a little less anxious knowing that we have these practices that keep us grounded, that keep us feeling centered and calm and connected. 
Rituals are this way that we can live our values. One of the things that I specifically get irked about in the social media world is that we see different people or influencers talking about rituals or routines or habits and they talk about it as if this is the only way. Like you have to create your morning practice like this or this is my morning routine and this makes me healthy and if you don't do it like this then you aren't healthy. I despise that type of dogma because I think that is what is creating a lot of shame and feeling like we're not enough or we're not doing something properly and then people fall out of their own practices and it kind of spirals into not feeling enough and then abandoning themselves and not giving themselves the gift of their own rituals or practices. So I get really upset about that. And one of the things that I love about the Center in the City method and why I created it is that it taps into each individual's own lifestyle and own wisdom to design the ritual, not based on what I say, not based on what others say. It's based on your own wisdom so that you can use that insight to help you design what's actually going to be sustainable in your life. For instance, I was on a call with a client this morning and we were talking about their sustainable meditation practice. And I have a morning meditation practice. And so if I were there to tell this client, yep, you got to wake up, you got to do it in the morning, you got to do it before you drink or eat anything, and da 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 that wouldn't work in her lifestyle. She specifically was like, I am not a morning person. And so knowing that is really helpful because if she's not a morning person, the chances of a of her committing to that practice in the morning are very slim. And that is not what we want to do is, is set her up for quote unquote failure, set her up for a ritual that is not sacretizing her energy levels And so she highlighted that she's an evening person. And so by going through this centered method, we designed that her space for her meditation practice is after work, before she makes herself some afternoon, evening tea and watches TV to wind down, she's going to take that time to meditate. Now, if I had just given her a plan, that plan would have not fit her actual needs and her own wisdom and her own insights. And so that's why it's so important to go through this centered process to help you connect to your own wisdom, your own insights, so that you can design something that's actually going to work in your lifestyle. Now let's talk about the C word. I'm talking about commitment here because a lot of us struggle with staying committed, staying consistent, creating the sustainability of the practice. And I want to talk about a few things here within this realm. Is one, typically the people, my clients, are these driven, ambitious, badass women who want to commit to something 120%. And if they do anything less, they tend to spiral out and think that they're a failure or they're not worth it or they're not good at it or life's too busy and all the other excuses. And so I say that because 
if we allow that thought to rule, we're going to constantly stay in this sense of striving, that we have to do things at 120%. And honestly, that sounds exhausting. And that's not sustainable. And that doesn't offer us to have some balance in our life. And that creates more pressure and more burden. Let's even just from this moment realize we can take that pressure off that this ritual, this practice does not have to be perfect. It does not have to be perfect. And it won't be perfect. And so let's just give ourselves permission right off the bat for that to be the foundation. And when we do fall off of our practice, when we do fall off of our ritual, that we get to give ourselves full permission to begin again. Because every moment, every day, we have the ability to begin again. Now, let's also make sure that we're not giving ourselves the excuse to not do it when we don't want to do it. So one of the processes that I walk my clients through and Center in the City members through is to review potential obstacles of staying connected and consistent with their rituals. And that's really important to highlight because when we can notice the constant traps internal, so our thoughts or emotions, and external, you know, situations that might happen, we will have some strategies in our back pocket to use to help us navigate. So for instance, with this client that I just had today, one of her potential obstacles was I might be too tired or feeling lazy after work to do my practice. Now, if we were in a room together and I said, raise your hand if you can relate, I bet you all of us would have our hands up. We can totally relate to that. And there's a few ways in which we explored how to then strategize to work with that. And one of the strategies is to one, recognize that our emotions like feeling tired or that sense of just exhaustion, those come and go, right? Our emotions and our thoughts, they come and go. They flow in like weather patterns and they flow out like weather patterns. And so when we make decisions based on our emotions, it can sometimes really distract us from living in alignment to our values, living in alignment to what we say is important. And that sense of consistency and commitment to self that's important to honor, especially when we're practicing rituals. Because part of that helps us build confidence. It builds trust, right? That we can follow through, that we can stay connected to something. And so we explored different strategies and one of the strategies is remembering our future self. It's remembering our values and our future self. So this client got to remember that, okay, in those moments when I feel tired, when I feel exhausted, when I feel lazy and I don't want to practice and it's really easy just to skip my meditation practice and go right into my tea and TV time, We have an opportunity to take that awareness and actually say, okay, what would my future self want? What would my future self want? And what that does is it takes us out of the present moment swirl of emotions or thoughts that we might be in. And it helps us connect to the bigger why, the bigger vision for why we're doing something, for why we want to stay committed. And that's where we can discern, you know, is this beneficial to me? 
because rituals, if they're properly designed, shouldn't feel like a have to. Instead, they get to be these want-tos, this want-to designed again from this sacred space of honoring. I know that on those days where I'm tired at the end of the day, I realize I haven't gone outside yet. I just want to curl up and lie on the couch. Like that sounds really good and easy and easeful. And then I think about my future self. Like what would my future self want? And I realize that I know going on a walk, even if it's for 10 minutes around the block, is going to make me feel so much better and support my future self and connect me to my values and connect me to this bigger sense of why, of why I have a mindful movement practice. Other common obstacles, what happens is we love the excuse of we don't have time or we're too busy or it feels uncomfortable to slow down and have a ritual that allows us to tap into how we're feeling and thinking and being, that we don't want to stop or slow down to actually honor and ritualize and ceremonialize ourselves. And if that's the case, I offer my clients a few things because one, it's never about making somebody have a ritual. If that's the case, again, it's not sacred. It's not authentic and and we don't want that. So we explore ways to add these mindful pauses in people's days, what I sometimes call mindful moments, where we can pause and check in and notice how we're feeling, how we're thinking, what we're doing, and offer that sense of awareness so we can step out of the future or the past and really come into the present moment so we can make more intentional choices in life. And so that might look like us taking a moment after we send an email to just pause, close the eyes, maybe take three breaths. Maybe it's when they're having their morning cup of coffee that they decide it's a tech-free zone and they just get to hold their hot cup of coffee or cold iced coffee and feel the temperature, smells, Notice what they're feeling, what they're thinking, where their attention is in the moment. That is also a part of bringing this sacred practice of enhancing our mindfulness muscles. Rituals are also really important to check in with ourselves to make sure that they're still serving us because what we used to practice or sacredize six months ago or five years ago might not be what we want to emphasize or prioritize today. So I welcome you to constantly check in, like what rituals are you practicing right now that are truly serving you? What do you want to adjust? Where do you need support? What do you want to let go of? Where do you notice you're doing too much or putting too much pressure on yourself or on your ritual? Where can you allow there to be a sense of ease and a sense of deeper honoring? Because that to me, what I continue to recognize in myself and with my clients and community members is that you are worthy of your own time and attention. You are worthy of your own time and attention. And that is what you get to honor when you create a ritual is your worth, the worth that you bring to each breath, the worth 
in every movement. You are worthy just as you are in this moment. And we get to celebrate that worth. We get to honor it with your rituals. Because when you honor it, it's like hydrating, watering a beautiful plant and watching it continue to flower and grow more vibrant. And when the plant grows, it creates more oxygen and it cleans the air and it's contributing to the world and it's beautifying the space. And that's what we get to do when we fill up our cups, when we prioritize our well-being, when we stay consistent and connected to the rituals that serve us. We are nourishing and hydrating ourselves so that we can then be this big, beautiful flower that gets to serve and support the world. And if we're dehydrated and if we're wilted and we're not getting enough nutrients, then are we creating or contributing to the world? And that, in my book, is more selfish than us taking the time and the space to prioritize our well-being. Because we need to feel our best so that we can show up for this world, show up for our families, show up for our careers, show up for our community members, show up for the planet. So I come back to these rituals not only from this place of I, but from this place of all, that we get to serve and support bigger world when we get to take care of the I as well. And it's not an either or, it's a both and. So we'll pause here and just notice what's landing for you, what's awakening inside of you, what questions come up, what challenges you have. All of it is welcome. And if you're curious to have more support building your own ritual or want to explore creating a different ritual, or just curious to explore the Center in the City method, I welcome you to sign up at centerinthecity.org for the seven-day free trial. Build your ritual within those seven days through a series of emails that I send you, as well as it's on the Center in the City platform. And then you have this huge library of resources that are available for you to stay consistent and connected and inspired to your ritual. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you have many takeaways and join me on Instagram to follow up. I'm here to answer any questions or respond to your feedback. Your thoughts and your input mean so much to me. Until next time, stay centered.